friends, 8,000 trail miles, one year. This podcast follows Sammy Potter and Jackson Perrell on their attempt of the calendar year triple crown of hiking. I'm Zoe Gates, and this is Impossible Odds. Meryl exists to share the simple power of being outside. No matter who you are, where you came from, who you love or how you move, everyone should be welcome in the outdoors and wherever life takes us. Merrill strives to inspire everyone because together we can help protect the trail that we love. Our goal is to provide thoughtfully designed, rigorously tested outdoor products that over-deliver on performance, versatility, and durability. This is important not just if you're through hiking, but for everyday walking or running as well. Damn, bro, 27 miles. That's it? That's it. It's gonna be a big day. It's day seven. We are waking up at 5.45. Um, and we are now starting an incline of about 3,000 feet. Uh, trying to make it 27 miles today. Will be our longest day yet to Fontana Dam. This should set us up nicely so we can have a shorter day going into the Smokies, which will be also a huge elevation gain. Most northbound through hikers of the AT start in spring, so that as they hike north, the weather gets warmer. But for Sammy and Jackson, starting in January means they'll hike straight into the dead of winter. Just a week into their journey, they're already hiking more daily miles than a typical thru-hiker might ever complete in a single day. And that's with less daylight, colder nights, and snow. But we're ascending about 2,000 feet, which also I'm not that worried about ascending because, uh, you know, that'll actually warm us up. It will be fine to climb. But we're going to stay at about 4,000 feet. And if it's this cold down here, it's probably at least three or four degrees colder up there. Plus the winds from the ridgeline and then the ridgeline itself in the dark will be a little bit sketchy. So it's gonna be an interesting last part of the day today. So we entered the Smokies this morning knowing that there was a likely snowstorm coming, estimated four to eight inches. And uh, first few miles going up a couple thousand feet in elevation it was rain, and when we got above about 4,000 feet, um, it turned to snow. And now walking in about three, four inches of snow, not too bad, but nobody has walked on this before us, so it's pretty slow going. And it's also obvious there's really no one out here right now except for us, you know, probably for many, many miles. In 2001, flying Brian Robinson became the first ever person to complete a calendar year triple crown. I haven't been able to find a ton online about flying Brian's hike, but there is an awesome New York Times article about his dramatic finish at Katahdin, where he exclaimed on a blustery day, I did the impossible, into the void of snow before him. Seriously, I'd check it out if you can. It's, it's pretty dramatic. Anyways, like us, he started by hiking northbound, or Nobo, on the AT, and made it all the way up to the Green Mountains in Vermont before the snow got too deep to keep moving at a good pace. 
so we decided to transfer over to the CDT. Of the 10 or so documented calendar year Triple Crowners up to this point, almost all of them, with a couple badass exceptions, have done it this way. Flipping between trails in order to avoid the very worst of winter. Some days I look forward to not having my sweaty shirt freeze to my skin whenever I stop, and the change of scenery that'll come when we transfer trails. But for the most part, I'm savoring our time on the AT. Just passing by Humpback Mountain on our way down to Waynesboro, where we're going to take our second zero day. A zero day is what thru-hikers call a rest day. You know, zero miles. Zero days are for resting sore legs, doing laundry, and resupplying on food. Still have about 12 miles to go to get there as the sun is setting. But, Jesus, this has to be one of the most expansive sunsets I think I've seen so far. Everything from pink to blue to like an aqua green. Wow. I have to turn my back on the sunset to go over the mountain, but it seems almost evil to turn my back on a sunset this beautiful. It's always really fun to be able to see the mountains you've just climbed over understand the ridgelines in a new way. Every thru-hiker who takes on a long trail is eventually bestowed with a trail name. Usually given by another hiker one meets along the way, a trail name becomes one's alias while hiking. And it almost always has a special meaning. A trail name might refer to a notable quirk or maybe a funny anecdote or something other hikers notice about you. Here's Sammy. Problem for us is we started the AT before the popular thru-hiker season, and we really haven't met any other hikers. Actually, we haven't met any other thru-hikers. Uh, so we decided to give ourselves trail names. Jackson became Woody, like in the movie Toy Story. And I'm Buzz Lightyear. You know the guy. Not flying, just falling with style. An iconic duo best buddies, and always on a ridiculous adventure getting into all types of shenanigans. Honestly, it only seemed fitting. So along with our trail names, we've also got a new catchphrase going. To Katahdin and beyond. Oh, wow, I'm really starting to see why people usually do the AT starting in mid or late March. We're just getting creamed with snowstorm after snowstorm after snowstorm. Uh, we have a little patch today of, that's just like an inch of snow, but it looks like there's another snowstorm coming in tomorrow. Estimated like three to five inches, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when it's fresh snow and we're breaking trail, probably gonna get like, I don't know, maybe like 20 miles maximum, you know, and that is just crushing ourselves. Like, you know, that's, that's, insane fatigue for for 20 miles going through going through that much snow <sighs> so much snow today um it snowed last night while we were in a little laurel shelter and when we woke up there was about eight new inches on the ground which is in addition to like five inches from the other day so there's over a foot in a lot of places um having the first serious thoughts about 
transitioning trails. Uh, we're about 700 miles in and yeah, I hate to say it, but I had really hoped we could make it to Harper's Ferry, which is about the halfway mark of the Appalachian Trail. But, you know, with, with this much snow, we can't really make more than 15, 16, 17 miles a day. And we just need to be above that pace. Um, we cut today short and are stopping at an earlier point. So we'll do about 15 miles today. And uh, yeah, that'll put us about, we'll be about, uh, almost fell. Um, we'll be almost a day, about a day behind uh, once, we, once we finish up today, uh, which is not terrible. But, you know, if we continue at this pace, we'll be well behind where we want to be. And uh, this is, after all, a race against time. So the other thing is, is safety. I mean, I've fallen like four times today um, and the ice is just really sketchy underneath the snow. And, uh, you know, if we, if we keep pushing big miles and stuff like this, it almost feels like an inevitable thing that we'll get injured. This is the first time I've really been thinking about whether we're, whether we're gonna have to leave the AT um, earlier than I than I'd hoped. If hiking upwards of 20 miles a day through snow wasn't hard enough, the first few weeks on the AT turned out to be a much bigger logistical challenge than Sammy and Jackson had anticipated. The biggest logistical piece is uh, food resupplies. Because we're trying to go pretty fast, we don't like to carry more than like three or four days of food max. And that means like every three or four days, we either have to go into a town or get a package dropped off for us. And on the AT, it's just... It feels like every two days we're like leaving the trail, going into a town to get more food. And it's like, you know, I just want to be on the trail as much as possible. But um, we'll go into like a grocery store. We've gotten our routine kind of dialed at this point. I usually get snacks. Jackson gets breakfast and dinner. Um, but it takes us like 20 minutes. And then we get back to trail usually within like an hour and a half or so. But every three days or four days, you know, that starts to add up. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of draining when you just want to be on trail and you know, like getting the energy from being on trail. And it's just frankly kind of sucks to um, get off trail and go to the grocery store, but you gotta do it. We were planning to get a shuttle into Glasgow, Virginia today um, from a place called Pettit's Gap. But midday, we got a call from the shuttle driver saying that Pettit's Gap was closed because of how much snow there is. But if we walked an extra 10 miles, uh, he could meet us outside of town and pick us up. So we decided around 3 p.m. to walk an extra 10 miles, putting the total of the day at 34. 34. We have about a mile and a half left now, and this is probably the most sore my legs have been uh, thus far. It's uh, It's been a long day, especially considering we didn't even start until 8 a.m. It's now approaching 12, 15 a.m. And uh, we're going by a river, and it's just, there's an incredible quietness to it that I noticed when I stopped to pee. Not a sound of anything. Pretty windy up here. 
really windy up here. 5,000 feet, snowing on top of uh, what's the name of this mountain? This is Unaka Mountain, uh, fi uh, 5,100 feet. Uh, snow coming down, can't see anything. Uh, it is cold up here, it's gotta be less than 20. Jeez. I'm up on the top of uh, Tinker Cliffs. It's about a quarter mile long of cliffs jutting out of the side uh, of this mountain. And wow, the view is just spectacular. You can see two ridge lines leading to the town of Daleville. Um, all covered in snow. It's windy as hell up here. Just calm down for a minute though, but wow. Uh, Tinker Cliffs are the last of the places that make up the Virginia Triple Crown. The other two being McAfee Knob, uh, Dragon's Tooth we saw yesterday, uh, McAfee Knob we saw earlier today. It's been a windy day and uh, wow, the sun is setting over uh, over the mountains in the distance, being up on top of a mountain. You can only see the sun from this angle. Wow. Jeez. It's moments like this that make me forget about what I'm doing, what the purpose of this is, the vigor of going fast, the goals. This moment exists by itself, you know. All right, today I am feeling hungry. We're about 17 miles in. Um, we're trying to go about 30. Um, it snowed a lot over the last couple of days, so going through snow as well. And we mailed some food ahead and forgot one day's worth of snacks. So we're trying to ration off of that until we get to uh, get to the next town, um, the next door, which is now 33 miles away, and we'll get there at the end of the day tomorrow. So, yeah, going to be hungry next 36 hours or so. We'll be right back. Not all shoes are created equal. Believe me, having a bad or unsupportive shoe makes a big difference. So when you're heading outdoors, skip the sneaker and step into the Merrill Moab. Moab's a sick place, and uh, these are sick shoes. From crossing trail to crossing town and everywhere in between, you get more traction, more stability, and more comfort. So next time you take a hike, get more out of every single step. Join us outside at Merrill.com. About six weeks into their hike, as the snow piled up, Sammy and Jackson couldn't help but dream about the sunny days that awaited them on the Southern Continental Divide Trail. It is uh, February 12th. We are in uh, Northern Virginia, and uh, it's really cold out here. Um, still feels like the middle of winter, like it is. And uh, I would say we're at somewhat of an impasse right now. Um, we always knew that there would be a chance that we would need to transition over to the Continental Divide Trail um, prior to finishing the Appalachian Trail because of the winter. Um, but I think 
what we're considering right now is when we should do that. Um, you know, we set some goals for ourselves early on of let's make it to the halfway mark. Let's make it to Harper's Ferry, which is the unofficial halfway mark, and further if we can. And, you know, we're approaching that now, and it's it's not an easy decision. Um, if there was, like, a, snow, a huge snowstorm coming right now, it would be a very easy decision of let's leave, and it would also be a very easy decision to stay if the weather was you know, amazing, like not freezing cold temperatures all the time and no snow on the ground. Um, but unfortunately we're at sort of a situation in between there where the conditions every day are manageable, but they're pretty dismal. So we've got like a couple inches of snow on the ground. It's super cold all the time. As I said, uh, you know, not too much daylight, but not, not, uh, not a crazy small amount of daylight. Um, and so we're able to hit our mileage targets of like, you know, 23 to 25 miles on a daily average. Um, but doing so is like significantly more difficult right now than it would be if the, if the uh, terrain was easier. So Jackson and I have been talking a lot about what we want to do. And the other thing to consider is that we don't want to start the CDT too early because after the New Mexico section of that, we hit the San Juan Mountains. Um, Colorado, which if passed before April or even sometimes May, can have a really significant amount of snow that can either slow us down or make it near impossible to pass. In that situation, we'd have to transition back to the Appalachian Trail. We've kind of come down on two different sides of this. I would personally like to stay on the Appalachian Trail as long as possible because while while it's manageable, we know what to expect. Um, and, you know, there is always the small chance that conditions could get markedly better over the next uh, next month, and we could actually possibly through the entire thing go rather than having to transition and then transition back. Um, I know that's a small chance, but you know I'm a dreamer, and uh, I would love it if that that happened. I think it'd be like the coolest thing ever. Um, and then Jax is kind of on the other side of that, where you know I think he's he's ready to ready to transition over to the, the Continental Divide Trail and. You know, I, we've talked a lot about it and had everything from brainstorm sessions to had like our first fight yesterday about it. And, um, you know, I, I think we're both kind of feeling the way we're feeling based off of morale and what's gonna, uh, you know, make us the most psyched. And I don't, I don't blame him at all for, for being be done with winter. Um, but, you know, I would, I would love to stay on the AT for just a bit longer and see if we can make it up into Pennsylvania. It would just be, it would just be so cool if we could make it all the way through the AT without transitioning and finishing in the end of March. Um, that's where we're at right now. I think we're going to make a decision in the next few days or not and just keep going and push the decision further down the road. We shall see through the Rhone Highlands. Um, the snow was up to my knee, so at least like a foot and a half. And um, super, super high, we were post-holing. And we also, because of that, had to go slower on those days um, and ended up hiking at night. And hiking at night in the snow is really difficult because the white, the blazes on the AT are white. So it's really hard to find. We got like marginally lost one time and then slightly lost a fair amount of times, but, um, Ended up, ended up making it. We just had some like 15, 16 hour days um, to get where we were going through the, through the snow.
After 51 days on trail, Sammy and Jackson left the AT at mile 1,123, just outside of Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania. So we have average uh, almost exactly 22 miles per day up to this point on the Appalachian Trail. We will leave tomorrow to Lordsburg, New Mexico, uh, where we will begin at the southern terminus of the Continental Divide Trail and head northbound towards Canada. Saturday, February 20th, ends up being our final day on the Appalachian Trail for our first stint. It was kind of an emotional day for me, honestly. Uh, the decision to transfer trails was obviously a huge one. And, uh, you know, there was part of me that really, really wanted to push through and um, try to winter hike the Appalachian Trail because that in itself is, you know, a huge, a huge challenge. Um, and I think I think we could have done it. You know, I think I think we had the possibility to do it. But uh, it took a bit of maturity for me to understand that, like, it's not in our best interest because we wouldn't be able to do it at the speed that we need to do it for the CYTC. So our last day was somewhat emotional. I got really excited for each climb, knowing that entering the desert of the Continental Divide Trail, we wouldn't have a climb for a while. And, um, you know, I've really grown to love love the ruggedness and the, the difficulty of the Appalachian Trail. I'm, I'm hoping that we find, you know, ruggedness and difficulty on the Continental Divide Trail and the Pacific Crest Trail as well. But, you know, this is a really special place. And I imagine it's going to be a much different Appalachian Trail when we come back for the second half. Next time on Impossible Odds. So we've only got about like 10 days left to the border. I'm slowing us down right now because um, I, I can't walk more than like two miles an hour with this, even after taking ibuprofen. So I may have to see a doctor though. I, I hope it's, Jesus, an infection would be terrible. This podcast was written and hosted by Sammy Potter with contributions from Jackson Perel. Our producers are Louisa Albanese and me, Zoe Gates. Wooly Music is our composer and sound designer. And Tim Massa is our assistant story editor. If you enjoyed this episode of Impossible Odds, please subscribe and leave us a review.